Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen, as always. My name is Josh, and I am here with my co-host in crime, my cohort in camaraderie, Captain yes, Jack sir. Barry. Jack, yes, my friend, sir. it is good to see you. Dude, Dude. May, may, I, may I be the first to say, and hopefully I am the first to say, Mm-hmm. Happy Reformation Month. It is. I That's am going right. full on Papa Sproul with the Diet Coke right now. I see that. Um, I see you. I am here for it. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. But not sponsored. I feel, dude, but I am in all vibing, in on that, dude. Vibing, vibing on the, ref- on, on, um, on, yeah, this, uh, this kind of reformatory October, if you will. Mm-hmm. Dude, it so. is, it's the best month. It's uh, it's Reformation Month, Reformation Day at the end of this month, dude. It's all, dude, all month, all month. It's fall, mm-hmm. it's fall, fall vibes, Reformation vibes, Diet Coke <laughs> vibes, dude. Yep, everything. I'm get, uh, dude, it's everything. everything, everything. Let us cook. Let us cook. <laughs> Just let us cook, Jack. As the kids say, let us cook. Right? Josh sent me texts where he was just I, oh, going. I did. I did. He's going. He was going ham on the cooking uh, this was. week. Was it this weekend? Where it you, was. Where you just, it was. He sent me. Oh yes. Let me cook. You know. And there's nope. a okay. There's a meme where Woody from Toy Story is like holding back. Is it yes. Bo Peep or somebody like that? And just I think let him so. cook. Let that him was cook. me when you're sending me these let me cook texts. Yes. Like, yeah. Don't touch them. Yeah. Dude, I was making. Dude, I was cooking up a storm this week. So we we did a little thing for my in laws. Um, we like took them to uh, like this kind of Airbnb for their. What, I forget whose birthday it was, but it was it was one of their birthdays. And basically, like me and then uh, my brother in law were kind of in charge of doing the food and stuff like that. And I had two meals that I was doing primarily. And bro, I pulled out the stops. That like no, like nothing. Nothing was left on the table. Let's just put it that way, right? First night, 
was like New York steak strips, cooked Ooh. medium rare, Ooh. over a beautiful a beautiful pile of risotto. All right, but mm. then the pièce de résistance, the thing that I sent Jack, dude, the Cornish hens, Cornish yep. game oh, there hens. We there we go. Homemade scalloped potatoes, bro. It was fire, fire, dude, fire. I feel like you. when you get around Sicilian people or Italian yeah. people, you start yeah. to the real you Josh up your game. starts to permeate. You know, it's, that's right. So. Yeah, and the, the real Josh, <laughs> the real Josh cooks, baby. Uh, it was it was it was fun. So yeah, I am um, I am all in on on fall, dude. Like Reformation month, it's awesome. So this mm. month of uh, reformatory apps are going to be Reformation flavored, if you will, Reformation themed. We're going to be yes. kicking it old school and going back to the things that we know and love, uh, the local church and the Reformation. So, Jack, yep. I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with you about that. But before we do, as always, my friend, you got a little little business for us. Why don't you give us this yep. week's Reformatory Cigar of the Week? What do we got, my friend? People, since it is Reformation Month, October... Mm-hmm. And we have been doing these different lines or brands each month. We figured yeah. that October is for Oscar, meaning mm-hmm. that Oscar is Oscar Valadares, mm-hmm. who is the man behind many brands of cigars and many makes of cigars. Um, one of the brands is called Leaf by Oscar. That's right. He has his own self. Uh, he has his own self brand called Oscar Valadares as well too. And then he has a lot of collaborations. But today we are going to focus on a cigar that is quite possibly one of my top five top cigars of 2023. No way. Yes. Let dude. I, oh, and this was one that I introduced to you. Yes. This dude, is. I, that, oh, man. That's ooh, big, man. That's big. Is, That's yeah, big news. This is good. Yeah. So this is the 10th anniversary mm-hmm. uh, Leaf by Oscar Carrillo. Toro. So it is a Toro. The Vatola is a Toro sizing. Um, it is 6x52 Toro. Um, a little a little history. Uh, it says a decade ago, Jim Robinson behind uh, Island Jim Cigars. If you don't know that brand, you should get a hold of some Island Jim Cigars. Very uh, rustic looking. But anyways, basically he he released the Leaf by Oscar with Oscar Valadares. It was supposed to be a house blend uh, from Jim Robinson's cigar shop. However, it became such a hit that the Leaf by Oscar was eventually made available to everyone. The Leaf by Oscar 10th anniversary Carrillo commemorates this highly popular cigar's first milestone anniversary. The cigar features a savory Savory Carrillo Madil- uh, Maduro, not Madilla, uh, Maduro wrapper covering a binder and filler made of top shelf Honduran. This is a Honduran Puro cigar, which is very interesting. Such a good stick. Uh, once rolled, each cigar is encapsed with an actual tobacco leaf. This is the unique thing about Leaf by Oscar. They mm-hmm. are not, they are wrapped in actual tobacco leaf. Um, Say what you will. It it probably makes them more fresher, to be quite honest. Um, So this is um, a medium, surprisingly, medium cigar. 
Uh, it is a Maduro, Honduran Maduro wrapper. Uh, Carillo, Honduran Maduro wrapper. So the seeds of this are actually... Carillo was taken out of Cuba, the tobacco was, and then they started to make the seed in its own country. Yep. So this is kind of interesting. Binder and filler are all Honduran, uh, and it's... It's made by Oscar Valadares. This is, like I said, this thing starts out a little bit sweet, a little bit cocoa-y, a uh, little pepper as well, too. Yep. And it's just like this. It I, Honestly, I think it's the Honduran tobacco, dude. Some yep. about this Honduran tobacco makes this cigar like the right amount of uh, sweet and spice to it. Yep. That's just yep. very nice on the palate. Um, I really, I mean, the only time I had issues with it, I didn't have issues with it. I had issues on my own end because I was working and trying to smoke this thing. But honestly, yeah. if I was just yeah. focused on this thing, you didn't give it the respect it deserved. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. But in any case, it's a very good cigar. Mm-hmm. And the MSRP is, I think, anywhere from about $11 up to 15 if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I think I only paid eleven for it. And the cool thing about Oscars, the leaf by Oscars specifically, uh, is that 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 band that's around the cigar. Whereas most of the time, most of the time, you take that band off, right? As you get closer to the band, you peel the band away, you take it off because it's usually like a papery plastic kind of thing, right? The thing that's unique about the leaf by Oscar cigars, you smoke right through that sucker. Yep. Smoke right through it because once that flame hits that hits that band. Dude, the aroma that comes off that is like the sweetest, most... It's like a campfire from heaven. It's like Angel Gabriel himself came down and said, not only am I going to deliver you a a message of great tidings and great joy, I'm also going to build you a little campfire just to show you how it's done. Okay? Um, It's a fantastic stick. So it's in Jack's top... uh, What do you say? Top 10 of 2023? Top 5. Top five. It made top, top five. five. Dude, top I think five, it is for me, alive. too. Top top five for me, 2023. It's the Leaf by Oscar uh, 10th Anniversary Edition. Make sure to go get that wherever you get your cigars. And as always, people, you know what to do. Especially during Reformation Month, go and smoke Soli Deo Gloria. Oh, yeah. That's right. To the glory of God, baby. <laughs> I'm nerding out. I'm excited. Yeah. It's Reformation Month, baby. You got them hyped up. Here we go. Got to hype it up, man. Hype yep. it up. Uh, so, Jack, it is Reformation Month, right? And we've done mm-hmm. a lot of series in the past. We've done five Solas series. We've done what does it mean to be reformed? We've gone through Calvinism. We've gone through. We've gone through all. We've gone through all this stuff, right? And I love doing it. So I'm not saying that we won't do that again in the future because, like, the whole point of the five Solas or the foundational truths of Christianity. We kind of got to get those right if we're going to be orthodox, right? But something that I thought would be cool for this month is just to do some basic, almost one-off episodes, but all with that Reformation flavor, that Reformation-themed episode. So that's what we're going to do, okay? So, (coughs) excuse me. So for this week, we are going to talk about what does it mean to be a Semper Reformanda church. What does Semper Reformanda yeah. mean? 
and why is it important for us as individuals and us as the local church, right? So Jack, as our as our resident church historian on the podcast, all right, I'm going to throw it over to Jack because this was his topic uh, suggestion. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But Jack, Semper Reformanda is a very... I would say common term that we hear a lot is a term that came out of the Reformation, right? And it's one that you hear a lot of individuals and a lot of churches kind of throwing around. Um, but Jack, why don't you give us just just real quick a a working definition of what semper reformanda? I got to say it right, semper reformanda. What that means? Why don't you why don't you help us out with that first? Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to get a little bit nerdy here for all the nerds out there who like church Do history. Um, this is from Ligonier. OK, I was drinking Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. I got the RC Sproul vibes going. If That's I had a sweater, now. I'd wear it. Uh, I get a chalkboard up here. I'd start doodling. Um, Josh anyways. start crying if you did that. But, <laughs> yeah. um, the phrase Ecclesia Reforma- Reformata, Semper Reformanda. The church reformed, always reforming, has been used so often as to make it a motto or slogan. People have used it to support a uh, surprising array of theological and ecclesiastical (coughs) programs and purposes. Scholars have traced uh, its origins to a devotional book written by Eudacus van Ludenstein. I'm not making this up. Ludenstein. In, six, <laughs> in 1674, von Ludenstein, no doubt, had no intention of being a phrase maker or sloganeer. And then the question is, what was his intention? And what did he mean by this phrase? Well, he was a minister in the Reformed Church of the United Provinces in what we know today as the Netherlands. Uh, the church was born of decades of faithful preaching by ministers, many educated in Geneva, who risked their lives to carry the gospel. First mm. into the French-speaking regions of the Low Countries and later into the Dutch-speaking regions, far northern. And then some ministers were martyred even uh, for their faith, but gathered a rich harvest committed uh, of committed believers. Their message yeah. of the need for the reform of the church according to the bible this is key so the message of the need for the reform of the church according to the bible resonated with many who saw the corruptions of the old church aka dem papists um so <laughs> dem papists <laughs> uh, so uh wow so, we uh, so we come so we come to uh, a understanding of separ- separ reformanda, always yep. reforming, mm-hmm. by a biblical understanding of what it means to reform. Yeah, and if you look at starting with the Old Testament, constantly, over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. the Lord is covenanting with His people. And on top of it, he is calling out, he's calling out the leaders, the shepherds of Israel, and saying, if you lead the people astray, it is on you. Like, the blood is on your hands. Yeah. Because I gave you the covenants. Mm -hmm. I gave you the tools. I gave you the commands in order to be fruitful and multiply this nation of Israel 
and you guys done screwed it up. You had one job, guys, <laughs> one job, That's right. That's right. and you done. I can't trust you up. with anything. <laughs> um, so I think this first. I think honestly, Sep- Semper Reformanda starts with the leaders of the church first. Mm, sure, it starts with the pastors slash elders and the deacons and then it flows down into the membership and then it comes yeah. back up too so it bounces yeah. down and bounces back up again too so mm-hmm. this is not yeah. a one-way street so i think that that's what starts it out and primarily right. it's because god is calling his people to be faithful to his covenants that he's made mm-hmm. and to now the some people call it the new covenant. Some people call it the renewed covenant in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in which he's calling everybody to live by faith through yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> that is where we're at. Yeah, yeah. And what what what's important to understand, too, is that what Semper Reformanda is not, when we talk about always reforming, right, what we are not talking about is continuous revelation. That's something that a lot of people take. Yeah. Uh, that phrase and try to make it mean, right? And they'll say, well, if we're always reforming, then it means that we we need a constant a constant flow of of words from God, right? Uh, and therefore, the, the revelation of God is continuous, and we are constantly reforming to that constantly uh, renewed word, right? That's not what that means. Let's be very, very clear. Yeah. The canon of Scripture is closed. God's revelation is uh, revealed to us through the canon of Scripture that he sovereignly ordained to be what it is, right? And that's what we hold as our authority, right? So when we talk about Semper Reformanda, especially in the context of Reformation Month, we look at where it came out of, right? We look at the atrocities that dem papists, as Jack puts it, uh, were 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 <laughs> delivering upon the common people. You know, they're not able to pray in their own language. They're not able to read scripture. The common man didn't have the Bible accessible to them. They weren't able to basically fact check what they were being told by the priest, they had to take the priest's word for it because the priests and, you know, the the scholars among them were the only ones that could read Latin. So the scripture was in yeah. Latin. It wasn't in the common tongue, and that was intentional because it provided that seat of power and it and it and it and it kept that seat of power and that seat of influence right where the Catholic Church wanted it. And that was uh, was in, at at the feet of the Pope. Right. So you had the Pope basically setting himself up as God and defining what scripture, what the the interpretation of scripture is. And you have all the priests and things like that doing that for their own parishes and their own people. And you have a biblically illiterate people that don't have scripture in their own language that are having to take the word of the of the corrupt church that is also the state, uh, you know, controlling them, controlling how they, and that's where you get things like indulgences, right? All the relics, right? That, that, that people would have to, you know, march to and kiss in order to get years off purgatory. And you're basically charging money and collecting on a debt that had already been paid through the gospel. So these are the atrocities that are going on during the Reformation. And God used that 
spicy German monk, Martin Luther, mm-hmm. to start a wildfire <laughs> through Europe. And this is one of the phrases that came out of it was Semper Reformanda. And it is, it is a, what it means is that we as a people, and we as a church by extension, should be constantly reforming. We are always reforming, meaning we are always being reformed, right? As in, as in formed again, reformed in the image of Christ through the authority of Scripture. And that was the call of the reformers, was to, to go back, go back to the source. They, you know, we had drifted so far away from the source material that, mm-hmm. that the, what was being touted as Christianity wasn't even recognizable, right? Yeah. And that was the call of the reformers. We need to go back. We need to go back to the true gospel. We need to go back to the authority of Scripture. And that's where the five solas came out of, right? And we've talked about those ad nauseum. If, if you go back a year in our episodes, you'll probably find the series because we talk about it a lot. But this idea of semper reformanda, what it means for us as an individual, is that our lives are called to be and should be under constant evaluation of the Holy Scriptures, Mm -hmm. that we are to be constantly viewing our lives and setting our lives up against the standard of Scripture and asking the question, am I in line with what Scripture calls me to do, right? Now, what this does not mean is that we are viewing our ability to reform ourselves, our ability, uh, you know, to to uh, to to be always reforming, as the form and substance of our salvation. Uh, the reformers would have rejected that wholeheartedly because that is a papist doctrine that somehow you're standing with God. Yeah, God's God's favor with you, God's love towards you, is based on something that you do, right? That's something yeah. that they rejected. That's something that we reject. That's the whole reason the Reformation happened is because you had that equation being made. That you know the amount of money you give, the amount of works that you do equals uh, God's favor towards you, right? And we reject that wholeheartedly. So that's not what semper reformanda means. But what it does mean is that because of the gift of salvation that we have been given by Christ and the work that he has done on our behalf and the freedom that we now have because of the gospel to to finally, for the first time, live in a way that does not result in filthy rags being placed before the eyes of holiness because of Christ, that that should create in us such a fervent desire to have lives that look so much like Jesus and to have lives that are marked by the truths of that gospel, the freeing truths of the new covenant. So when we talk about always reforming, semper reformanda, what that means for us as individuals is that our lives are a constant flow of, of the old man being put to death and the wonderful, pure, righteous image of Jesus Christ reflecting out of our lives, out of our speech, our words, our actions, our motives. And we are be constantly looking to Scripture as the authority for what we do and what we think, right? So that's what it means uh, on an individual basis, right? And there's a lot that goes into that. But Jack, as we talk about 
the concept of semper reformanda, right? Always reforming, always going back to the source, always going back to the authority of Scripture. When we talk about that in the context of the local church, what are some thoughts that we've got on that? Because if it's true for individuals, yeah. right, it's definitely true for the church. Yeah. So that that key phrase before sem- semper reformanda was... Uh, Ecclesia Reformata, meaning the yeah. church reformed. So the yes. church reformed, always reforming. So in one way, in one way, the church has become reformed because it no longer is tied down to the doctrines of damn papists, as I just said. <laughs> um, it is it is tied down to the and rooted in just as the reformers had it to the original vision of the church, mm-hmm. which was the original vision of the church was this, that if you had a body of believers that were gathered together, just as we see in scripture, just as my local church is going through the book of Acts, we started this uh, last Lord's Day. Um, so this is Monday when we're recording it. We just re- we just started this in on Sunday, yesterday, nice. where we went through um, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. But you start off with the local church gathered together. They are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Then from there, they keep growing in number. The word, this phrase, the word multiplied, keeps coming up over and over and over again in the book of Acts. That's what should be happening in your local church. The word multiplies, not only people who are coming to know Jesus, but the fruit of knowing him and walking in the grace and the goodness of God through the scriptures and by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I think in the local church context as well, what this is really going towards is that the church has been reformed in this sense that we are not going to be tied down to um, necessarily these man-made doctrines that Mm -hmm. we've encrusted the gospel and the scriptures with over time through, uh, unfortunately, the Roman Catholic Church, but that we have reformed the church to become its original and trying to get it reformed to that original vision of what the New Testament has basically given us as far as how do we gather together, how do we elect and put forth elders and deacons, and then how do we keep challenging one another to continue to share the gospel and press in and abide in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's reformed, always reforming, I think. You, You even see it, I think, even how I said this, always reforming. So by the time that statement was made, you had uh, Charles V, and you basically had two different, it was like Spanish emperors. You had Charles V and Philip II. Um, <laughs> Ligonier calls them the Spanish overlords. <laughs> 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 which nice. which which is a great uh punk rock band yeah. the spanish overlords um, dude it would be that'd be so, amazing dude it'd have to be so Scott, anyways <laughs> uh, yeah so anyways out of out of those out of that kind of 
you know, lording it over the state, lording it over Christians, mm-hmm. reformed believers. Um, out of this really came the Belgic, what we know as the um, the what is it? Uh, this is another reformed question, a very capital R. Um, it is the Belgic Confession, the Heidelberg Catechism, and then the Canons of Dort. Ah, uh, yes. Which are, I'm trying to remember the phrase for this. The three forms of unity. The three forms of unity. Okay, there, there we is. go. So out of reaching that. Reaching back, reaching so back. That is, <laughs> yes, reaching back into the annals of my yeah. mind right now. <laughs> um, the Diet Coke was, was purging it. Anyway, so yeah. you have that in the sense of, you're always reforming, meaning like you you have reformed, then you get the Bel- the Belgic Confession, so you have a confession of faith, mm-hmm. you have disciples being made through the catechism, and you have church doctrine backing up what is good for uh, the church universally in the canons yeah. of Dort, meaning this yeah. is rejected, this is accepted, this is actually mm-hmm. orthodox. This isn't. Um, so that is the, I think you see that play out in his, in church history like that. So I think that's yeah. a good combination of what we're talking about. And that's what yeah. I think most reformed people, whether you're Presbyterian or Baptist, whether you're particularly Baptist or mm-hmm. you're certainly Presbyterian, um, you're doing that. You have a confession of faith. You're working that out through that confession and through Mm -hmm. your catechism and through also church history of what has given us as this is the guardrails for what is good and what is not, what's out of bounds, what's heresy. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's happening a lot. So yeah. Yeah. And, and, and look, you know, here's the thing. I think there's more I want to have on this discussion. So I think maybe, I'll say this, and then and then maybe we can push it to next week's too, because I want to get into some specifics. But as an overarching truth, semper reformanda for the local church means that the scripture is your authority, right? And that you do not have the right to go outside of what scripture speaks to when it comes to your corporate worship, when it comes to membership, when it comes to elders, right? When it comes to what, how you, you know, you, the, the, the type of theology that you choose to adopt, right? Scripture is the authority, right? And I think we, we, we know so many cases where that might have been, that might have been spoken, but in reality, the congregation is the ultimate authority or the public opinion is the ultimate authority or the lead pastor is the ultimate authority. Right. And you lose that essential, that essential doctrine. Right. And look, the things that were true in the, I think it was you know, something R.C. Sproul used to say back when he was with us, still haven't gotten over it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but something he used to say is the, the same truths that the Reformation uh, rekindled are the same truths that we need today in the local church. Times haven't changed, right? We still have so many people clinging to their works for salvation. We still have so many institutions utilizing their power and their influence to 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 
to influence the minds of less mature believers, right? We have people in churches that are largely ignorant of what Scripture says, and it's not because of lack of access as it was in the Reformation time. It's because there's lack of desire, and there's a lack of preaching, yeah. and there's a lack of of, of 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 fervency when it comes to what does the Bible say we should do? How does it say we should live? Right? How does it say I should conduct my life? How does the authority of Scripture? come into our understanding of how to deal with the things that come across our plate in church, right? We just went through, I mean, you know, a couple of years of seeing the effects of churches not holding the authority of Scripture where yeah. it needs to be. And we saw yeah. many churches, you know, through the whole pandemic, honestly act in a way that, that, that showed, you know, the authority of Scripture is not very high on the list. Right. And we need a reformation today, just as we did back in the 1500s. And it's for the exact same reasons, even though they might look a little different. Right. So, Jack, I would love to continue the conversation of Semper Reformanda into kind of a, perhaps a more practical application, maybe maybe in, in some in some later episodes. But I think that's going to do it for today. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I'm I, I love Something and and I know I know we laugh about it. I know I geek out about it, but I would like to say this before we close. The reason that I love Reformation Month so much is because it is in 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 my opinion, it's a whole month dedicated to some of the greatest unifying truths that exist in Scripture that we have. Mm-hmm an entire month that I like to dedicate to showing just the immense blessing of what it means to have a correct understanding of the gospel, correct understanding of scripture and the immense blessing that comes from those things. Just, just being able to look at the reasons for the reformation, the truths that came out of the reformation. We're going to talk about it later this month, man. Right. The just shall live by faith. Just that mm-hmm. central, amazing statement and the earth shattering truth that that statement preaches is just I, I never get bored of it. And it, like it yeah. really is like it's Christmas for me, man. I, I love this month. I'm, I'm looking forward to these discussions. I'm looking forward to your cigar reviews. It's Reformation Month, baby. Let's go. Turn it up. Let it cook. Let it cook, Jack. Let it cook. <laughs> Josh, Josh's Reformation Month is like Travis Kelsey on the football field. Josh's Taylor Swift just banging on the glass. Sure. Okay. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I'll be Taylor. Come I'll be Taylor. On. That's fine. That's fine. This is the only time, the only time I will be okay being compared to Taylor Swift. And if it's just because of the sheer enjoyment and excitement, then I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, I gotta keep it. Uh, although I'm not gonna anyway. break up with Reformation Month and then write a song about it in the six months. Okay, I'm no. just that. That's where no. the that's where it that's where the comparison ends. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. My friend, why don't you get us out of here, ladies and gentlemen? If you appreciate uh, our excitement over the truths that we hold as Protestants. 
uh, during this Reformation Month. Yeah, during this Reformation Month. Uh, you can follow us on Dissociables, if we will. Josh posted, I think it was the founding way in which we talk about social media, the sociables. Mm, yeah. And it was Daniel. Oh, it was. was it talking. was the founding video. <laughs> yeah, it's where it all came from. Yes. The Facebook, yeah. uh, the Instagram, um, the tweaker, no longer the tweaker, the tweaker, uh, the sociable, formerly known as the tweaker, the Twitter, the little boo bird, now X. Yep. Um, so, yes, you can follow us on, like I said, the Facebook, which is the metaverse, the Instagram, yes. goes well with chocolate and marshmallow, or the tweaker. Uh, the sociable, formerly known as the tweaker, the Twitter uh, mm-hmm. X now, if you will. Yeah. All at the tag yep. at Reformatory Pod. And Josh, you can tell uh, the people how they might contribute and support us in other endeavors here on the Reformatory. Well, people, we would ask we would ask your 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 help in something. Okay. October is the Reformatory's birthday month. Okay. Mm. This is the this is the birthday month. This is when the Reformatory was born. We were born in the ashes of Reformation Month, and we rose <laughs> like a phoenix. All right, and we have been rising ever since. Uh, so this October, th- this month we're in right now, man, it has been four years of the Reformatory. Can you believe that, Jack? Four years of the Reformatory this month. So in honor of the Reformatory's birthday four years we would ask very humbly that you consider giving us five stars for five solas and maybe a little review we'd ask you to do it spotify maybe over on apple right help us out but uh maybe wish the reformatory a happy birthday month it's been four years people that it's that blows my mind that's that's pretty cool we also have a YouTube now. It took us four years to get a YouTube, which is the, the embarrassing part. <laughs> but we have one now <laughs> after four years. Uh, right? Um, we have a YouTube. And if uh, you would like to watch, uh, in addition to listen to these episodes, you can head on over to YouTube.com slash ReformatoryPod. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the little bell for notifications, as the kids say. We greatly appreciate that. Last but not least, we have a Patreon. Right? If you really want to help the Reformatory celebrate in style, you can head on over to patreon.com slash reformatorypod. Hit that all-access button and join the pod luck. And that means you get access to amazing stuff. Yeah, you get bonus episodes, multiple bonus episodes every week. Right, you get little, little, uh, little snippets of, of uh, you know, you know, little polls that we throw up. I, I threw up a hot sauce poll the other day. All right, a hot sauce poll. I was like, hey, which hot sauce is better? That didn't go out to socials. That went to my peeps, mm. exclusive yeah. over at the Podluck. So we would ask you to do that for $5. That's all it is, $5 a month. And if you choose to support us in that way, our pledge to you is that your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of the podcast. That is our pledge to you. We thank you guys for listening. I am stoked for Reformation Month. I hope you guys are too. Go go out, get the get the get the pumpkins, get all the get all the get all the fall, all the fall decorations, right? I'm gonna play pin the beard on Calvin, right? Watch the Luther movie, dude. It's gonna be amazing. Yep. Dress up as your favorite reformer. Right? Yeah, dude, I'm I'm all in on this. Happy Reformation Month, everybody. It's going to be an awesome one. We will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. Reformatory.